I've worked with hundreds of women entrepreneurs to help them market their businesses. Behind their businesses, they all have stories to tell. Whether it's battling mommy guilt, starting a business after being fired from a six-figure job, or realizing they needed to pivot and forge an uncharted path, they've all experienced something on their journey to success. I'm one of these women too, and I'm here to share our stories on Bright Girls in Business. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's another Wednesday and we are back with the Bright Girls in Business show. Now, I am Chanel Yarber. I am the bright girl. I am the host. I am the curator. I am the whole shebang, if you will. <laughs> and I am so, so, I've been geeked up since this morning. I'm just, <laughs> I gotta laugh. I have been geeked up since this morning to have my guest today on the show, Aaron Cross. Man, okay. All right. Let me, I'm gonna do a real intro- introduction. Okay, so Erin Cross is an educator, business coach, author, and singer-songwriter in Chicago, Illinois, by way of Cleburne, Texas, by way of New Orleans, Louisiana. Erin received her bachelor's degree in music business from the University of Texas at Arlington and her master of education and curriculum and instruction with a concentration in ed tech from Louisiana State University at Shreveport. And this is a new degree. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. In 2017, she created Beatrice and the Beat, which is an interactive music educational resource that aims to create academic and cultural relevance for today's young musician. She published her first book, Beatrice Loves to Move, And she began coaching other service industry professionals to use their skills and experience to launch their own businesses through the key factor. Erin used to be a teacher, but this year she stepped away from the classroom and now she's focusing on full-time entrepreneurship. And so today we are going to talk about how you can teach and grow rich. Welcome, Erin. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Now, listen. Okay. So that was the real. That was the that was the that was the that was the professional introduction. See, look, now she got to sip her wine. All right. I do. I do. Okay. I do. So that was a professional introduction. So here's the real. Oh gosh. Erin is my good good girlfriend, yes, my yes, frista, yes. my my, I mean, like one of my very best friends for the past nearly 20 years. Yeah. So if I'm rocking, she rolling and vice versa. <laughs> uh, we have had tons of adventures, mm. both here in Texas and in Chicago. Over the years, we've lived in, in three states together, Texas, oh Indiana, and Illinois. Oh, my God. We- yes, we have. <laughs> and we got a whole lot of shenanigans under our, <laughs> under our belt. But... <laughs> but we're here today to be business wise. So I, I just I put that out there as a disclaimer to the audience. I don't know which way this conversation is going to go. My friend is here in town from Chicago. And so, you know, I, look, I had to get us some wine from the wine bar down the way so we can have a good kiki and talk. So yes, yes, yes. there you have it. So, Aaron, <laughs> welcome back to Texas. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Yes, ma'am. So. 
All right. So the last time I saw you, mm-hmm. you were a K through five pre K. Oh, pre K oh, four. Yeah, dealing with them little babies. It changed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she <laughs> she was a pre K through five music elementary educator, music. elementary mm-hmm. music teacher, and now months later, she she's thriving and surviving in <laughs> Chicago as a as an entrepreneur, yep. doing her thing. So tell me, how has that transition from the classroom now to being on your own? How's that been? It's been a mix of things, uh, good things, um, wonderful and amazing things. I prayed for this moment uh, in the sense of being able to transition out of the classroom. And, you know, I took a good old note from your book and decided to give myself a chance (laughs) and bet on me. So uh, here I am and I am looking forward to seeing everything that uh, transpires. I'm so proud of you. I really am. So like friend friend to friend. Friend to friend. So that's our little saying. Every time we're on the phone and we're talking and we got to be real with each other, we say friend to friend. (laughs) So friend to friend, I really am super, super proud of you. Like you've always, no, for real, you've always been very supportive of me. And I feel like I I might be supportive of you. I don't know. I I might not be the best friend. You know, lately I've been questioning my friendship skills. questioning my friendship skills but just to see you and and to know your heart and to know how hard you've been working at this and all the things that you desire to do and have wanted to do (laughs) okay we ain't come here to cry we came here to laugh so you know um but I really am I really am excited I I know how the transition from Chicago to here and back Mm. has been so um, just seeing you thrive is just like doing my heart so much joy. So I had to have you on the podcast. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So what made you? Cause okay, going back, like I said, we've been friends for like mm-hmm. forever, forever, ever, forever, yeah. ever. Um, and I remember before you, like you weren't a teacher. You were in you marketing were actually in marketing like me, sales and sponsorship. Sure yeah. was okay. So how did you end up in the classroom with the kids? Girl, my mama. No. Uh, (laughs) My parents had always uh, encouraged me to move in education. And I was really like, I don't be liking other people's kids like that. I like our family's kids, and that's that's that. But then I had worked for a credit union, and I literally was waking up, driving from – I had moved back from Chicago at that time – I was driving from Cleburne to Arlington, working as a sponsorship and sales manager and literally getting up at like 5.30, going, doing all the paperwork, getting the team ready to go out and do events all day long and getting back to Cleburne about like 10.30, 11 o'clock. And Mm -hmm. now my dad is not one to say, you need to quit a job. Okay. No, no, no. Look, I know. Shout out to Mr. Cross. I know, right? <laughs> but when he saw how exhausted I was, and the I don't want to give the old boss a platform, uh, but just the the stress, mm-hmm. he was like, "You might want to go on and try something else." And my mom was like, "Why don't you become an educator?" and so after days of and weeks and months of driving back and forth and working those hours, getting very little sleep, 
I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to try my hand at this. And I kid you not, turns out I like other people's kids. Look at that. Turns out I love them, and they love me too. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Even though so, you had all them posts about them kids in the class. Well, we just going to sip on them. All them posts about how them crazy kids in the classroom was driving you nuts. I'm oh, surprised. Yes. I, I, you know, I have experienced a lot of things. And I remember telling... Um, some team members, the art teacher and PE coaches and librarian, like, I was an educator for eight years. It was been that long? It was. And what? it never felt like work. That's awesome. It never felt like work. I felt like I was going to work or going to a place with family because my team and the friends that I met along the way, they felt like family, you know? And we would live and do life together in a sense. Um, and then all the kids was like, it's like I had 700 nieces and nephews. Oh, wow. <laughs> some of them would call me mom. And then some of them, I'm oh, like, wow. no, I'm not your mama. Okay. <laughs> um, but when I began to get in the classroom and it just all became so effortless and easy, mm. it was like, okay, I finally found my thing. Because I had been wanting to find, like, I knew that something was supposed to happen for me. I knew that I was supposed to be um, doing something meaningful, you know, and having an impact. But it took me a long time <laughs> to find my thing. And I'm so grateful that I did because the experiences I had, being able to pour into the kids and feeling like they're pouring into me. I, I wouldn't take anything for it. Well, I'm going to say friend to friend. <laughs> See, okay, for real. I'm glad you found it because when we were in Chicago the first time. I needed you to sign an NDA before Oh, we girl, did. you were stressing me out. Y'all, Aaron had all these wild jobs. It was like every day it was an adventure. And I'm like, where are you? She was finding jobs like on Craigslist and stuff. And I was like, friend, why you why you doing this? I like these to look things? at myself as a go-getter. <laughs> was that what I she was, was doing? I was getting the wrong thing at the time. Girl, you was getting a lot of mess. <laughs> That's what she was doing. I was getting a lot of stories. That's what it was. Well, there you go. There you go. Adventures. There you go. So, <laughs> so you get into the classroom and you're teaching and mm -hmm. you found your thing. Yes. Right. How did the how did the business come about? So uh, after like getting in there, I, I took necessary trainings because coming from like my my path was an alternative certification path. I, I went to school for music and I got a bachelor's in music business, but I needed the education component. So I ended up going through an alternative cert through uh, ACT Houston at Dallas and took a two week intensive position or uh class and then got into the school district which that was totally and completely divine I feel like um and about a year into it a friend of mine who hosts early childhood conferences she said do you think you would want to you know do a workshop and just train early childhood workers on like music because we haven't had that and I was like sure lo and behold found my 
the the additional things that goes with my thing to do the things. Um, all the things. <laughs> they were all like, you should train and you should teach and you should coach and you should, you know, and just being able not only to, like I found out I was giving kids an awesome educational experience in class because one little boy was like, oh, Miss Cross, class was lit, you know? <laughs> Yeah, you had them kids in there rapping and, and dancing and twerking. I'm like, what is these kids? Well, you know, they decided to twerk. I didn't. You, you didn't encourage, uh, yeah, no, but she I didn't, didn't encourage that parent. Uh, <laughs> but um, I was also giving educators an experience. And I wanted to serve in a more broader fashion. Like, I am someone, I, I am an extrovert. <laughs> You know, and so me being indoors in a classroom all day, love, 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 love the kids and all that. But I wanted to give the same experience to other kids because when I began to hear different stories about different educational experience, because at the time my te- my sister was a music teacher in the same district and just hearing about different things that were going on, you know, and I wanted representation. Mm. When you begin to dive into the music curriculum for elementary, there are very few uh, curricula that, or curriculum that represents us properly, or it's uh, communicated through the lens of our European friends. <laughs> right, <laughs> so right, right, right. I wanted to create, create the space for children of color to be able to see themselves and have them also tell the stories and learn not just about Johann Sebastian Bach or Peter Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky. I wanted them to learn about uh, different different artists. You know, I wanted them to hear different music. I wanted them to experience it all. And so once I started doing that, and the kids were being able to see themselves and you know, sitting with a child, talking to that child about music and them using the terminology, you're hearing in this baby voice, right? You're hearing a kid talk about, well, I love how the music expands and it crescendos in this part. You know, they're using these words (laughs) and you're just like, that's so cute. I just love this so much. (laughs) You know, the total mushy part of me came out. So I just wanted to give that to as many kids and teachers as possible because sometimes teachers don't have the resources. And so I wanted to create resources. And that's one area I really want to lean into because we hear, you know, all the time about education and what's going on in the school systems and teachers getting burned out, teachers quitting, like not having enough teachers in the Mm -hmm. classroom. Now it's like 40 kids to a teacher in some, you know, districts and things like that. How did you, um, you know, how did you navigate that? And was that an issue for you? Did that like turn into a stressor point while you were? Uh, I didn't just now. So the, I'll say um, the, the angst (laughs) has been brewing (laughs) in a sense, especially when the pandemic hit and we were able to see education can happen in different ways. You know, we are still, the educational system that exists today existed 60, 70 years ago. And the, if anything, the pandemic shone a spotlight on how 
children can learn at home. And while people were saying, or the media put out, or well, they are behind, it's a mix of situations. That's not the whole story. You have a different scenarios at home. You have lack of accountability. You have, you know, <laughs> all these different elements that come into play. And I was reading an article by the National Education Association earlier this year in February, they put out that they had done a, like a poll or survey and the 3 million, 55% of the 3 million educators in this country were already considering leaving. Wait, 55 or like 55 over half of them just saying buy them out? By the end of last school year, 567,000 educators left left. Whoa. So the teacher shortage we're experiencing. Oh my God. That's like, I'm like, that's like two cities worth of teachers. Right. Two, like not, not districts, but like right. two cities of population. Right. Worth of people. People begin to think differently about education. Some, I had a friend of mine, she wow. was an educator. Families in her area or city where she lives they pooled together to pay her salary for her mm. to teach a cohort of kids. You know, wow. there are several homeschool co-ops that band together <laughs> and were created and started in their vetting curriculum and taking, you know, people are finding other ways to give quality education to their kids because so many different things came into play. You had the politics of school, the bureaucracy mm. of it. You also had things that were going on in our country at the time with the president and how, you know, misinformation and people fighting to keep or reframe or whitewash, you know, history. So people begin to look and see, you know, I'm paying X amount for daycare when I could stay home, educate our kids, and, oh, I can educate other kids mm -hmm. in the neighborhood or in my community, and we can all take care of, you know, see what, frame what we want our education Let for our kids to look like, you know, and it's mm -hmm. more interactive. And so we have to, we have to really consider what that looks like. And if we don't jump in on that, I'm not saying that homeschooling is always the answer for some kids. It works for some kids. It doesn't, you know, distance learning works for some kids. Distance learning doesn't work for others, but we do have an obligation to meet that need. As educators, we are we have to differentiate the learning. And so if we don't do that, then we're not serving our students. Wow. So I'm just thinking about the numbers that you just threw out there. Mm -hmm. And I like, I mean, I don't have any kids, so But it's alarming. In my mind, I'm like, mm, whatever. It don't matter to me, yeah. right? But I do have nephews, I do have, you know, family members that are school age and things like that. And I'm just like, man, like Cause for me, elementary school, middle school, <laughs> baby, that was when I shined. Like, oh, that, oh, 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 honey, what? On the road, what? Like all of that. Like I just remember having a good time in school, and mm -hmm. but I re also remember my teachers being very hands on and mm -hmm. really caring, and my mom having a relationship with my. 
girl, my mom used to come up to the school and uh, talk to the teachers, and I'd be like, oh my God, why they her friend? Like, don't, you know? Yeah. But I didn't like, want to see that at my school. <laughs> like, if I see my parent, uh, yes, girl, it's I like, am the Lord. most on task person <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, but now it just seems like it's a disconnect. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, you know, teachers are like, all right, I could do something else. I saw something, I think it was like a, um, a teacher was making more at Starbucks. Yeah. As a barista. Yeah. Like, that that just blows my mind. Because I, I remember even in, like, in elementary school, speaking of my own, you know, time in school, I remember one time we were walking through the mall, me and my mom, and I walked up and I saw Mrs. Miles, my kindergarten teacher, mm-hmm. working at JCPenney. Mm-hmm. And then as a kid, I was just excited to see Mrs. Miles because Mrs. Miles, was, she was a black lady and she was beautiful. Like she was like my role model at the mm-hmm. time. So Mrs. Miles was everything to me. I still I still talk to Mrs. Miles. That's my <laughs> kindergarten teacher. But I still talk to Mrs. Miles. Hey, Mrs. Miles. That's awesome. But um, I remember seeing her and being like excited to see her out in public. Mm-hmm. But now as an adult, I realized like, Miss Miles had to deal with us during the day and then turn around and go work and hang yep. shirts at JCPenney. Like, what kind of mess is yep. that? Yep. That's crazy. You know, when you're in the thick of it, in like in the classroom and you're having to do the lessons and you're having to um, to curriculum map and vet curriculum or uh, lay out the scope and sequence for what you're going to teach. And, you know, you don't think about all the different skills that you are getting that translate in other areas mm. and people begin to get exposed to that. You know, why am I analyzing data, which I was a music teacher, but we still had to look at like how our students were performing, you know, everyone in the school or the professional learning community had to look at how our students were performing, you know, and see how we could weave in and, you know, the core, uh, the core curriculum into our arts classes. So, you're, you're basically teaching people how to analyze data. You're also, te- you know, there's the leadership component that's there. Mm-hmm. There's the uh, creative component because you're creating a learning experience or uh, creating engaging lessons. So teachers are getting all these skills mm. that if you're in education, you kind of, it was the underlying thought that this could only be used in that setting. In that setting. Yeah. But just like project management, you know, we all have gotten to where we are by an educator. Whether you were yes. a PE coach, whether you were a life coach, whether you are <laughs> a business, you know, CEO, you were educated by someone. Whether it was training in the workplace. You know, all of those skills. What gives educators the leg up is we are taught the processes the systems of how you take someone from knowing, I don't want to say nothing, but having base knowledge on something to mastering it. And those skills are translated in any industry. So I want to lean into that because I... Let's lean. Yeah, let's lean. Let's <laughs> lean and let's have a sip of this wine. So, <laughs> so I, I have other teacher friends and, you know, of course, just LinkedIn, social media, all of that other stuff. And I think that a lot of teachers, let me, let me, let me put the caveat out there. I'm not trying to drain the schools with this. I like, <laughs> we, we need teachers. Yeah, we need teachers. Mm-hmm. 
But I think that so many people, like you said, they feel like they're backed into a corner or mm -hmm. they're trapped or they have a, um, a wage capacity, right? They mm -hmm. can't make any more. They can't do any more. So they're stuck because this is what they've been doing for 15, 20 years mm -hmm. or however long. This is what they've always you right. know, aspired to be and thought that they would, you know, that would be their career path. Um, what's your advice to somebody, like you just said, about the transferable skills and finding other ways to teach and grow rich and mm -hmm. not be, you know, having to be a JCPenney. I would say get quiet. <laughs> you know, nothing starts without reflection, right? So you can look at what you have accomplished uh, and modify. So if I were someone who was creating a lesson plan, right, I'm not just creating a lesson plan. It is a journey because I, one step precedes another, you know? So I am taking someone again, who has base level knowledge or no knowledge on something. And I'm getting them to the place where they master it to a certain level. Now, within that, I have to assess where they are. So that's evaluating and research and data analysis. And I have to, you know, uh, see all the different things. So I have, we use like Bloom's taxonomy, which takes you from base level knowledge to what is mastery, like creation. Okay. So if you are someone who is trying to, I would say, launch <laughs> into something else, I would get quiet. Okay. Give yourself a chance. Do all the heart and mind work. You know, you got to say yes here and here, right? and see the possibilities, okay? Start thinking outside the box. Look at your curriculum, uh, vitae, vitae, <laughs> I always get that word wrong, but here I am. Um, and and your resume, you <laughs> still I rise. <laughs> um, uh, but look at your resume. Look at all of the trainings you have been a part of. You are not just an educator. You are also one who navigates crisis. Mm. You create policies and procedures because how your class operates, some teachers, you can go into their classroom, it's like a well-oiled machine. And some teachers, you know, it's like, welcome to the jungle, you know, <laughs> but amen. But, you know, you can, like, just looking at your experience and then your years of doing that. And if you were team lead, if you served, you know, in other ways, you can look at that and see how those skills can also be applied. Even though the wording may be different, it's all semantics. You just see what can transfer over into this area. Teachers are project managers. They're business analysts. They're consultants. They are uh, uh, crisis. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. They're behavior specialists. They are therapists, everything. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so you can, they're client relations, account managers. You know, they, each child is, you know, they're case managers, right? Because each child has their own ecosystem, I guess, of, of uh, elements that impact their learning. And so they're community liaisons. Like <laughs> you're in contact with grandma and mom and dad and then the counselor and then the, you know, there's so many different 
avenues mm. that you can launch out into. You know, you just have to reframe your thinking and see that it's possible. And you have to have the confidence in yourself to assert yourself. You know, I, I've, I started doing trainings and when I was, I ended up, you know, like just in telling different people in the school, like what I was going to be doing. I was going to be training early childhood workers. And they're like, I could never do that. You know, if you think that, I'm like, you present every day. Mm. You stand in front of 30, sometimes 100, because, you know, I would see different kids at different hours each day. So within a day, I would see like 120, 150 kids. But you're presenting over and over and over. Wow. That's public speaking. That's presentation skills. You're pulling together, together a slide deck. You're guiding kids through activities. And then when you see that they are off track or they're not getting it, you're having to reteach. All of those skills are transferable. Whether you're transferring into your, you know, being an edupreneur mm-hmm. <laughs> or corporate, you can take those skills and navigate yourself about that classroom. <laughs> I love that. Now, I want to, to say this. We need teachers. Yes. Yes, we do. But, you know, and teaching is completely rewarding. Nothing like it. No lie. But if you're someone who knows that you have a higher purpose or a different purpose, I'll say it in that way, um, because to constantly be in that classroom and some, I'm not, you know, when you have certain behavioral issues and you start seeing instruments flying across the oh, room. Oh, no, not instruments. Or chairs and books. And you're like, and then you continue to show up giving grace and a fresh start every day. You know, and you feel like that's your purpose. That is your higher purpose. And you have the grace to go through that. Mm-hmm. But if you're getting this in the back of your head, like, there's something different. I just feel like I should be somewhere else. Or, you know what? This isn't working for me. I'm getting burned out. Maybe you need to back away from the classroom because it is worse for you to lose your patience, lose your grace and your love for the profession than to stay in. Now, I love the profession, but I just knew that there was something different, a different way to serve in the profession. And I am pursuing that. But I have friends who are like, this is it for me. And I'm like, good, stay there, do that. But for the group of us who we see something different, it is our obligation to do that because you don't want to be, you know, in a space where you're not serving to the best capacity, you know, mm-hmm. so. I love what you, listen, <laughs> y'all, my friend is smart, okay? I'm smart. Yes, my friend I'm is calm. smart. <laughs> so listen, I know we, look, we done talked all about the business mm-hmm, and everything mm-hmm. like that. Before we go, I want to transition really quick. Okay. And do... A friend of friend, top five questions. There's no right or wrong answer to the questions. Yes, this is a, a shot. Have a, have is a a shot? Here's the caveat to this. I promise you, I will not do you like Martin did Monique when he brought her on that show. Speak on it. It sabotaged her, okay? I won't do that. <laughs> but we're going to have a little fun. I got to have a little fun while 
Of course, absolutely. Okay, so my first question. Okay. <laughs> Tell us. Okay, hold on. I gotta get myself. Foolishness together. loading <laughs> in like three. Okay. All right. I'm gonna lead in with this one. Okay. If you had a choice between being invisible, flying, or teleportation, which one would you choose and why? Teleportation. Okay, why? Honey, I can get out of there at a moment's notice. (laughs) Flying is awesome, but like, it still takes time. You know, some people walk, some people run, some people mount up on 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 wings as eagles. I teleport. Okay, that's (laughs) first Colossians. No. Um, Yeah, teleport, definitely. Okay. What is your all time favorite? Okay, this one is because Erin is. She just told y'all she's a music educator and she is a singer. Her and her oh, family, gosh. they're all musicians. They all flow in that gift. So, what's your favorite song all time to sing? <laughs> I'm not going to make you sing it. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. no. Okay. I know. All right. Or maybe I will. New Attitude by Patti LaBelle. <laughs> no, I wouldn't expect it. Why? Why that song? <laughs> I am naturally a positive person, and I think even with my, like, avoidance, (laughs) being an Enneagram 7, trying to, like, see the good, um, I encourage myself a lot. And that song ministers to me, like, y'all are probably hearing, like, oh, God, change channel. I'm like, no way. Because just... You know, she talks about the wires got crossed, the tables were turned. I had to learn a lesson. You know, I need a new attitude. So I'm always thinking when I when I feel like complaint is a blanket mm. and I'm complaining or seeing the negative all the time, I know I need to back away and get a new perspective on things. I like that. Come so, on, friend. See, this Patty is why I call you. When I, need, look, when I need a new attitude, this is why I call you. I'll be like, listen, child. Girl, listen to this. But I'm all in the car wishing I had shoulder pads, you know. Oh, Lord. I gotta Jesus. get mine. That's funny. That's funny. But you know what? Now that you say that, that, that is your that is your attitude. That is like your personality. So I could. We're going to bump that on the way out. We're going to bump that on the way out. Hey. Okay. Okay. So my next question. Uh-oh. Tell us a time <laughs> that you experienced. The worst date ever. <laughs> you know, we, we both got enough dating stories to, to fill another hour of the podcast. So tell us real quick, what's, what's one that comes to mind? Oh, God. <clears throat> the worst date ever. Okay. Oh. It was a date. Well, I thought it was a date, but turns out it was a girl's night. <laughs> I uh, went to <laughs> Studio Movie Grill, right? Okay. Which, guys, do not take a girl on a date to the movies. Because you can't talk. You can't talk, and that's so... Cliché. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, listen to what we're saying, okay? You get so many points if you think outside I the don't. box. I would prefer a walk along Lakeshore Drive and Lake Michigan then you know going on going to the movies but anyway so 
I had like my movie sweater because it's always cold in the theater, right? And so the guy that I met, it was here in, in um, Arlington, Jesus. He walks in and he was like, I was like, oh gosh, my sweater is already cold. And he was like, you have a blankie. Just like that. Um, I have a blankie too. And I was mm, like, mm -mm. no, ma'am. <laughs> no, not a blankie. I thought this was a day, not girls' night not, out. Not a babysitting trip. So <laughs> we're sitting in there, and I just adjusted the sweater, like, you know, he goes, It's cold in here. My toes are cold. <sighs> okay. And All I, right. You shut up for the rest. Of, just eat the popcorn, Frank. <laughs> eat the eat the popcorn, anime. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, no. Yeah. I thought you was gonna talk about. I'm not gonna bring it up. Okay. Go on and say it. Let's go down the rabbit hole. No, we ain't gonna do that. We ain't gonna. Do, we ain't gonna. Explain. Now I'm like, who? You, <laughs> <laughs> you know too much. <laughs> I know. I ain't gonna do it like that. Okay, so here's my next question. For real, piggybacking off of that one. Mm -hmm. If you're choosing a mate. All right, Mr. Mr. Wonderful. Would you rather he, that he be rich, physically attractive, or funny? And why? He can only be one. Oh, God. Yeah, you can't get... He, listen, you can't have it all on this show. You get one. Rich, physically attractive. Uh -huh. Or funny. Well, you know, like, I've been po. <laughs> okay, I, ain't uh, I can't do that life no more. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, he'd have to be rich, and yeah. I just pray that. In my eyes, what movie is that where the guy he keeps seeing this girl that like is, <laughs> she's in real life she's like humongous, and um, but whenever he sees her, is it or was it Shallow Hell? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> Listen, I, already, I need the spirit of shallow house <laughs> as I spend that a pack with myself. <laughs> I mean, I, I do want to, mm. you know, I do need to wake up in the middle of the night and not be scared. Yes. But, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I don't want to, ooh, Lord. Girl, geez. millionaires are not ugly. Hello? <laughs> Billionaires let me, are not let me ugly. Tell you something. Jay Z, Jay Z pre 2010 <laughs> or so, he was not cute. But right now, Jay Z is looking like. Hi, a, boo. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we, we dating. Look, I'm, I, 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 I dated for love enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, dated, I, I, I went down that road enough. All right. Now, you, you got to bring some, Which some I else. I just want to say I'm not a materialistic person, but, you know, yeah, I just, well. I've, 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 I've lived the life of poverty and I just can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got to do more than, than, than look good and burn up my grass. So, all right. The next one. And the last one is, so since you said he would, was rich, mm -hmm. all right, if you met a wealthy man tomorrow, matter of fact, we walk out here and you know this this wealthy man is out. Yeah, he out here. He yes. out here. Let me get these we, glasses. We, we putting that in the atmosphere. You walk outside, you meet this wealthy man, and he says, you know, Aaron, all of mine is yours. Hallelujah. Ain't that a blessing? I really want to take care of you. I want to make sure that you, mm -hmm. you know, that you, you, you good. You set. Mm. Would you still be running your business? That is hard. 
I would like to think that I would because I am naturally like, oh my God, like traveling the world and shopping all the time is boring. It would be boring after a while. Uh, but, you know, I would like to think that I would because I'm, I'm naturally a worker. You know, like I always have ideas. I, you know, the execution is still good a little. Hey, but uh, <laughs> it's in process. But I would definitely have the resources to expand in the way I would want to. So I would absolutely still be working. Yeah, I would just be like, uh, y'all come up here. And see, get so these. this is what I would do. Not to steal your mama, but this is what no, I would do. So, yes, I would still have my business, but I would just, like, hire the people that I needed mm-hmm. to run it. I, I could be the CEO and, mm-hmm. you know, the founder and all of that. <clears throat> and me and my boo, we could just be, you know, jet-setting and enjoying ourselves you and know, all that other good stuff. I ain't got to – I don't necessarily have to put my hands in the dirt to work. You right, know what I'm right, saying? right. I, could, I can And we delegate. can make us more money, mm-hmm. you know? It's an investment. I can take phone calls in Seychelles. In Geneva, in Rio de Janeiro, Toronto. I'll take an email. You know, I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind being a contributor. Thank you. You go. know, and not having to worry about different things. You know, but yeah, I, I, I would definitely expand in the way I really want to, and it would be amazing. But dear God, if you're hearing this, you know, it's I'm telling me. you, we're about to walk outside and it's going to be two rich men walking down here. And we, listen, <laughs> I'm putting it out there. I'm, I'm manifesting. Honey, I might need to sign up for Juanita Bonham's oh, <laughs> prayer institute. Shut up. So you I can go on and pray my prayers. You're going to pay the 5000 to be in the institute, girl. It ain't Andre. A mess. So I can oh, pray it through the right part of the brain. Mm-mm. <laughs> No man, that's messy. But uh, yes, um, <laughs> that's messy. Uh, yeah, I would definitely, I would still operate my business, but I would be able to go faster, farther, yes. and farther. Absolutely. You know, so. Well, thank you, Erin. Thank you. You know, it's always a pleasure and a good time. Yeah, we about to go. <laughs> I, I got to finish this wine so we can get to get to more wine and we can Amen. have more fun and more conversation <laughs> off the camera. But tell the people. How can they engage with you? How can, like, if a teacher is looking to do, you know, what we mm-hmm. talked about, transitioning, pivoting, thinking, teaching, and growing rich, how can she get in touch with you and what can you offer her? Well. Or him. <laughs> him or her. Him, her, uh, they'll say, <laughs> what's all the pronouns, you know? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn at I am Aaron Cross. You can also reach out to me at info at BeatriceInTheBeat.com. Uh, and you can contact me at 682-214-3088. That is my business line. And you can follow me on all the socials at I am Aaron Cross or at Beatrice and the Beat or The Key Factor. Girl, you just scared me giving out that phone number. I'm like, what? Jesus, she oh, yeah. phone number? No, my block game is strong. Oh, it's okay. Because, okay. you know, I had to change mine. I said, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yes, no, no, yes, no. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, thanks again, Erin, for you. coming and indulging me in a, a good conversation. Y'all, we will be back next week. Same time, same, look, same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs> 
All right. We'll be back next week. And we are going to be talking to Miss Ada Crenshaw next week. Awesome. And she is going to talk about her TED Talk that she did. Y'all know I'm a TED Talk. Oh, I'm a TED Talk yes. junkie. And when she told me she did a TED Talk, I was a little jealous. But I don't, I'm not going to tell her I was jealous. You'll be but, up there soon. Girl, I got to do me a TED Talk. Yes. Um, but she's going to talk about all about her TED Talk, about what it means to fail. Mm. So we're going to talk about failure yes. next week. So just be prepared. Come back. Tell your friends. Tell your you know loved ones and everything. And we'll see you next week at 6 p.m. Central right here on the Bright Girls in Business show. See y'all later. Build a brand that grows your business. Let Bright Girl Media take the guesswork out of marketing your business. Our team is dedicated to helping you build a brand that is so powerful it woos your ideal clients. We offer custom website development, email marketing, social media marketing, and more. With membership subscriptions as low as $39 per month, we have solutions for every budget. Let's create a plan of action to make sure your business wins. Visit us at brightgirl.media to learn how we can empower you to reach your goals.